In today's show, we're looking ahead to the games for Saturday in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. This episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions that you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on those that you want to keep. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Earlier today, I dropped my NBA awards show. Um, for the month up until, or yeah, for the season up until the end of November. So make sure you have checked that out. All NBA teams, all rookie teams, MVP, rookie of the year, sixth man, uh, most improved player, defensive player of the year on that as well. So make sure, and all-star teams as well, if I already didn't mention that. So go and check that show out. We are here to look ahead to Saturday in the NBA. And the first game we're going to look at is the Nuggets taking on the New York Knicks with the absences that Denver has in the backcourt, Faku Campazo is putting up some interesting numbers. He's getting a lot of minutes. There is, of course, no Bones Highland, no Austin Rivers. So you're going to get pretty decent minutes of Faku, who's gone you know, 27 minutes at least in, what, five of the last six games? He's an interesting steals guy, gets some assists, hits some threes. There might be some value streaming him in. So the value is there for him. And I want to see how Aaron Gordon looks as well. Because some, sometimes he'll have a good game. He'll have a stink at other games. He is a little bit all over the shop in terms of his overall production. Um, but obviously, with no Michael Porter and no Jamal Murray, there is an opportunity for him to hopefully be able to establish himself with a better run at things. While for the Knicks, I want to watch Alec Burks. Alec Berg. Um, Big minutes. I'd caution against predicting him him playing 39 or 40 minutes a game, which he has the last three. Two of those games have been without uh, Rowan Barrett. So I think that does. uh, And one of those, and the the one that wasn't without Barrett was without Derek Rose. So I I think he probably settles into a 34, 35 minute role, but 39 is possible. He's a must roster player. Um, Struggled a little bit last game, but still played 43 minutes because his coach is insane. So let's see how the playing time shakes out for him uh, in this matchup. And then also the diseased scrotum of Arne Fournier. I imagine that he keeps starting over Emmanuel quickly. He's been a little bit better of late. I still think he's more fringy for 12-team leagues, but there's nothing wrong with holding on to him rather than um, him being like a must roster. He is fine as a guy that you can hold. Let's go on to the Chicago Bulls. It's Bulls. It's Big Bulls. Bulls is it. Bulls a bitch. Last two games from Vooch have been really impressive. I would caution a little bit with him in terms of is he all the way back. The last like four games, he's shooting 55% from three. That is really, really improving his numbers. On the flip side to that, he's been like a horrendous free throw shooter, like 60% or lower this season. I don't know whether that's going to come back to being good again. It's been weird that it's been so poor for so long. 
But the recent play has been fueled by a gigantic spike in three-point percentage. It's helped his usage go up. Everything else has gone up. He's looked good. But let's see how it looks in this game. Well, I also want to watch Derek Jones Jr., who I always think provides a nice little spark for them off the bench. That probably is his best role. He's playing a ton of backup center. They're not playing any other backup center apart from him. And he can be, at times, a defensive stats streamer. For the Nets, Nick Claxton. Now, how Claxton looks, what his role is... Um, it is a back-to-back. So is there a chance that he doesn't play the back-to-back? Is there a chance he plays a bigger role in the back-to-back because LaMarcus Aldridge is out? Yeah, what are they going to do with Clark, uh, Clarkston, Clark, Clarkston in this game and that center rotation? Big questions there. And then also Paddy Mills, who's been pretty good, but you know, at least recently the numbers have dipped a little bit. The shooting has fallen off, which was always something we cautioned with with Mills when he was shooting at like 56%. There was going to be a drop-off. Let's hope that he can get those numbers back on track. The Heat and the Bucks. Tyler Hero. This is a back-to-back for Miami. Hero is going to be in a big role because Jimmy Butler is out. Markeith Morris remains out as well. So what Hero is able to do here, I'm just, just interested to see what his usage rate looks like. Can his really high efficiency numbers continue or is he going to take a bit of a hit in that area? And then Gabe Vincent, who has also been playing at a higher level. 31, 29, and 28 minutes the last three games. Should get like 25 at least in this one with everyone who is currently injured on this squad. And watching how that plays out is always pretty interesting. He can be a, a, at least a stream option. While for the Bucks, it is going to be the second game for Boogie Cousins after making his debut a couple of days ago. What does his role look like? Cousins played 15 minutes in his first game. Uh, he'll be backing up Bobby Portis, but is he going to get to 20 minutes a night? Are they, how much are they going to run Giannis if he even plays? At center, that's going to be interesting. Well, Pat Connaughton did start last game for Giannis. He was pretty poor in that one. Um, he has somehow maintained 12-team value this season. I honestly think it's a mirage, but let's, you know, while he's still doing it, let's just keep rolling with it and see where it uh, where it ends up over the course of the next few weeks. But I'm going to tell you, if you have subscriptions that you don't want or need, you know where it's going to end up. It's going to end up with you paying more money. Nobody wants that. You could, you, I'm sure, like like many of us, like I did, you went into subscription overload during the peak of the COVID pandemic. It happens. You can take back control of your subscriptions with Truebill. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't want or need or that you simply forgot about. People can save, on average, up to 720 bucks a year with Truebill because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. Your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash NBA. Go right now. That's Truebill.com slash NBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash NBA. The next game, the Grizzlies and the Mavericks. The wave pool, DeAnthony Melton. It's very hard to read much into that game against the Thunder, but I'll tell you what, I saw that Melton looked really good. Now, I also have zero faith that Taylor Jenkins is going to play him 22-plus minutes despite the absence of Ja Morant because you've got to get Dylan Brooks out there jacking up as many shots as possible. It's always key to a winning squad. So let's see what Melton's role looks like. Can he? He's a 12-team league guy for now, but can he maintain that? Is he going to be your worst player, your 10th best player? That's what I want to watch. Well, Santi Aldama 
it's easy to write it off as a big performance in a 73-point victory against the Oklahoma City Thunder, which you should do to a degree. But Aldama has been a rotation player for the three games prior to that, 12, 10, and 15 minutes. Um, it is helpful that Zaire Williams is out and Kyle Anderson missed last game, but he has forced a rotation role. So can Aldama be a deeper league option? Keep an eye on it. The Dallas Mavericks going into a back-to-back. Christos Porzingis is doubtful for Friday. I don't know if that's just a rest thing and he'll be back or not, but I want to see what Muxy Kleber's role is. Kleber had pushed to 30 minutes in the last two games. He's gone to 25 and 16, which is really disappointing. I think that Kleber is by far the best option for them outside of Cauley Stein, not outside of, instead of Cauley Stein or Powell or Moses Brown, for God's sake. Like, let's see what Kleber's role looks like. If he only gets 25 again, then it's really hard to consider him must roster. And then also watching Dorian Finney-Smith, whose role is fine, although his minutes have been under 30 for three consecutive games, um, two of those blowouts, of course. Uh, Watching what he's able to do and whether he can be anything more than a streamer is uh, pretty interesting, I think. Let's look at the San Antonio Spurs, and people were right to call me out when I did my um, award show. I didn't have DeJounte Murray on my all-star team. I stand by that, but in terms of not mentioning him as someone who was close to the discussions, it was wrong. Uh, He was in my discussions. I just forgot to mention him on that show. He's been great. So let's watch what he can do again. Like he's just carrying this team really, really at a high level. Love what he's been doing. And let's see him do it again against the Warriors. And then interestingly, Thad Young is um, in the rotation now ahead of Drew Eubanks as the backup center. 15-minute a night, Thad Young's not a 12-team league player. It's probably more of a 16-teamer. But just keeping an eye on him and seeing what his minutes look like, does he maintain that rotation role or do they go back to someone like Eubanks as the backup center? Well, for the Warriors, Jordan Poole, we're always trying to extract as much value out of Poole as possible with the impending return of Clay Thompson in the coming weeks. Poole is going to have a large role regardless of Thompson. It just probably won't be quite as large, but watching him will be interesting. And then it is a second half of back-to-back. So does that mean that Otto Porter won't play? He sat out back-to-backs previously this year. If he is out and Andre Iguodala remains out, then maybe we're going to get a big game from Juan Toscano-Anderson. So deeper leagues or slightly deeper leagues, Toscano-Anderson may become a stream when we get that confirmation that Porter is actually out. The Clippers and the Kings. I want to see if we can find a role for BJ Boston on this Clippers team. I thought he looked really good. I thought he looked good most of the time that he's played, um, especially last game where he's forced into 24 minutes. Now, Paul George will return in this game, but is there a way to get minutes into BJ? That's what we want to know. And then Serge Ibaka, who, you know, minutes have been a bit all over the place, started last game, struggled. Yeah, is there any chance of him being a 12-team league guy? I don't believe so, but I'd like to watch that. And then for the Kings, Chemezi Metu, who has played better of late. Um, I don't know whether he's going to start or not, but you know, 23, 36, and 23 minutes the last three games. We don't know the status of the pencil Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. So... Metu, at the very least, is at least a stream option here. And then Tyrese Halliburton, who I think has had some struggles of late. Um, not at his best. I think he's a buy-low fantasy player. But watching how he looks alongside Darren Fox under Alvin Gentry is something that I'm still trying to get my head around. And I know it hasn't been good so far, so let's see what he is able to do here in this one. The Celtics and the Trailblazers is the next game we're going to take a look at. And I'd like to see the minutes of the Rock DJ, Robbie Williams. 
Will they continue to close games with Schroeder over Williams like they did last time? Can Rob go up? His last two games have been 23 and 25 minutes. Is he going to push back to that 30 that he was getting earlier in the season? I mean, he was playing like 38 minutes a night. Watching what his minutes are going to be is really interesting for me. And with Jalen Brown out on Friday, we don't know if he'll play on on Saturday, but it was very clear that his hamstring was playing up. And then thank you, Ime Udoka, when asked the question here, Jalen, how's his hamstring? Oh, nothing's wrong with him. What are you blokes talking about? You guys are full of shit, mate. You guys are right. Need your eyes tested? Mate, you might want to get some glasses on. You didn't see nothing out there. And of course, you know, one game later, Jalen Brown's out with a hamstring issue. So... We will see whether Jalen actually plays and whether that means that Langford gets back into the rotation. Now, that doesn't really mean anything for fantasy value at all, but Langford was taken out last game so that Ennis Cantor Freedom was able to um, was able to stay in the rotation. I think that was just a Sixers thing, so I think Langford's going to play regardless, but we want to watch that. While for the Blazers, they did fire Neil O'Shea. Good. Should have been fired ages ago. He's gone. Whether that... I have been slightly nudged to suggest that maybe Olshay's firing may actually facilitate some trades that he was very against. Namely, maybe one of the players that start in that backcourt. Well, I guess we will find out. Maybe Yusuf Nurkic. We will find out. But a new um, voice in there, or maybe a voice that's not being a toxic prick, um, allowing decisions to be made that actually benefit the team might um, might help. We'll see. Might help facilitate or grease the wheels of some of these deals. We'll see. We don't know. Anthony Simons rolled his ankle starting for Damian Lillard. Is he going to play? If he's not, fire up your Dennis Smiths because Dennis Smith is going. Look, he could. Dennis Smith could easily have three steals, two blocks, six assists with four points on two of twelve shooting or something like that. They could very easily do that. But the assist, steals, and blocks that he can bring as a point guard are really interesting. And then. Can Norman Powell be consistently good? The answer is probably no. He did have a nice little consistent run in Toronto, but in Portland, I've been, I guess, underwhelmed with um, with his efficiency numbers and with the higher usage with Lillard out, it hasn't gone particularly well so far. I think he's a hold. That may not last, but I do think he is a hold for now. And I'll tell you what you want to be holding in your hand come Christmas time, Built Bars. The kids are going to be like, Santa, who's that? Look at Josh with his box of Built Bars. Josh, can I have one of your bars? Everyone can have them. There are so many great flavors here. Kids, fuel up. Adults, fuel up. So many flavors. Pick pick which one do you want? Do you want cookies and cream? You can have that one. Chocolate caramel? No, salted caramel? That's the one. You can have that one. Mint brownie? That's for you, Betty. Everyone, get their favorite flavor of Built Bar. And don't argue. I don't want you guys getting passionate and throwing hands based on flavors of Built Bar. There are enough to go around for everybody. If we're going to fight about something, let's fight about something stupid like whether DeJounte Murray should have made the All-Star, the, my fake All-Star team in November. Let's fight about, I don't know, something controversial in your family, which I'm sure there are plenty of those things around. So why don't you get your Built Bar, but don't do what these ads tell you to do. Dip it in a cup of cocoa for a start. Cocoa is gross. No, thank you. And why would you ruin the integrity of of a built bar by dipping it into a drink. Just smash that bloke down. Straighten the gob, you're good. So go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, get those boxes. I'm telling you, you will not regret getting a box of built bar. They are the best tasting protein bars ever. And those of you that have ordered them, you know that I'm not bullshitting. Go and get some, built.com, the promo code is LOCKED15. Let's look at some stream options for nine categories. There is no back-to-back Saturday, Sunday, so we're looking at uh, stream options here. Faku, Dorian Finney-Smith, 
DeAndre Bembry, Javante Green, PJ Tucker, Terrence Mann, and George Hill. An altogether uninspiring group of blokes, but maybe that can have value for you. For deeper leagues, we're going to Compasso and Green and Hill and Gabe Vincent and Juan Toscano Anderson. Joshy Richardson, Jermichael Green could be options for you also. And then lastly, let's go to the old points leagues. Tyus Jones, Monty Morris, Muxy Kleber, The Undertaker, Dwayne Dedman still available. Emmanuel Quickly and Faku Kampazzo. That will do it for us today, guys. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you're here on YouTube, thumb it up, leave your comments, share it with everybody, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.